This episode of The Shakes is brought to you by Bespoke Post, a monthly supplier of the Box of Awesome. Awesome. Which is basically a box of cool stuff for guys. From sweet cocktail sets to high-end shaving kits. You know, the Box of Awesome, it's exactly that. Awesome. Awesome. Each month, Bespoke Post sends you a description of that month's Box of Awesome. And you're completely in control of whether you want to opt into that month's hand-picked collection. You are completely in control. Visit Bespoke Post at bespokepost.com slash shakes or enter code shakes at checkout to get 20% off your first box. Box. Bespoke Post. Awesome. You know, maybe you become, like with Mr. Corndog, like maybe you leave every other corndog place in the dust in the same way that you would want to with your Jawa blog. If someone's tuning in late to this show, you are not having a stroke, I swear to God. Is it a surprise? From Kansas City home of water that magically squirts out of stone figurines. It's the Shakes. We're going to try something today. I don't, I don't know how well that this is going to work, but we have got, guys, a guest whose, whose face is looking looking stoically at us on yeah, my he's iPad making over there. like really you're making really creepy eye contact with me yeah. I'm directly in front of you giving Quinn the stink eye yeah. or something like that <laughs> so guys this is Merlin man hi guys how are you hi just fine we're glad to have you on here and uh, I'm really happy that uh, you you agreed to come on and I don't know be be a guinea pig almost unbeknownst to you however but uh, <laughs> it's my pleasure yeah yeah absolutely uh we do have one piece of follow-up from last week and i actually um i i'm very interested to kind of get merlin's take on this especially given uh a, a a lack of context but last week when we were talking about the difference or not really the difference but the email where the guy was talking about maybe leaving his creative wife so to speak and going on to uh you know shack up and and go further with his creative mistress, his side projects that he works on. Um, I think we we went a little too far with the uh, with the with the mistress and wife analogy. Oh God! Well, well, no, no, See, no. This hold is on. what happens when I'm not here. I know. There's just no. This is you. my. This is my whole thing and i knew that if you guys ever tackled it alone it would go to scary dark well lands. yeah and i think what we just kind of said was well you have this wife you should not leave her for the mistress but really Don't cheat you dirty bastard yeah i think we went a little too far with that so so basically merlin what what the guy was asking is that you know he has his day job but then he has his side projects and things that he enjoys uh enjoys working on and and they've made him a couple of dollars here and there but then he is now thinking okay maybe is it time to take the leap and move on to that that next big thing and turn that mistress into a wife. And, you know, the more I thought about it over the last week, uh, I think that our advice was maybe a little bit, a little bit too heavy handed. Uh, you know, only only you know, know your know your tolerance for the unknown. And so I, I can't say, you know, don't do it. It might be a good idea. I mean, you talk about this type of stuff quite a bit, Merlin. So, uh, you know, taking, taking a side project and, and turning it into something, something bigger for yourself. Uh, thoughts? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, w- I wasn't there for any of this, but <clears throat> what's, sure. his dissat- what's his dissatisfaction with his wife? Well, oh, you, you no. know... <laughs> We have to we have to describe the analogies that we're talking yeah. about. Well, you no, know, I, it's I mean, the, I understand the analogy, but sure. why, what, what is it? What's he want to quit to do? Well, you know, I think I think it's I, I think it's you know to go back and and again 
put it into that literal analogy parallel it's kind of like well you know the the mistress is is prettier younger uh you know et cetera et cetera and so yeah but maybe maybe the wife puts up with them yeah well i mean that's the thing and that's and that's kind of the the analogy may be more apt than anybody likes and i i don't know the first fact about what we're talking about but that's you know might not it's it's certainly unfortunate from a relationship standpoint as an analogy but um <laughs> It would be really interesting to interview the wife and the mistress and see how what they think about him because maybe the mistress doesn't want to marry him because uh, <laughs> maybe he's uh, yeah. you know who, who yeah. knows I mean yeah, yeah everybody's got their own uh, tolerance for that kind of stuff but um, I mean yeah, I, I mean I don't know I don't feel really qualified to comment on something that important without um, knowing sure. the details but I well, mean you you know pretty much as much as we do oh yeah he, he was very vague into, he didn't very get vague. into specifics and that was one of our comments was we didn't well let's really know. but let's go with the let's go with the analogy there's um of all of my faults I'm I'm not a, a a cheater on partners I have many many faults I have many many boxes of comics here and and I drink a lot but I I haven't um you know I've never cheated it's not mm-hmm. my deal um yeah. but I, um, in my observation, happy people don't cheat mm-hmm. and cheating is not the beginning of unhappiness. Um, and so the desire to go off and do a different kind of job and theoretically, I guess for a living, right? So, so sure. in more mundane terms, this, this guy has a secure job. Well, I don't know. I think it helps to understand, um, on a practical level, like what it is that's so attractive about the mistress and so abhorrent about, about the wife, because, you know, that's important stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the thing I think about a lot lately is wh- how much that person's history shows that that change will end up being a good thing. You know, is, if you're going to be working on your own, how much evidence do you have that you've done a great job working on your own? If you're starting a business from zero with no capitalization, what experience do you have with that? I don't know. I guess I just always feel like life's an engineering problem, and it's difficult to change one factor about anything. And, you know, the karma suck part of me thinks that um, it helps to understand why you're leaving something and what you're, what you're giving away with that. Mm-hmm. And if you're prepared for that and have a way to cover your contingencies, that's a good idea. But there's a lot of terrible, uh, damaging, um, poisonous advice out there telling people to just stop whatever they're doing the second it makes them unhappy so that they can go follow their life rainbow. And you know, that, that, that rainbow doesn't, isn't really there. It's like, no matter what you're going to have, just going to have a different set of problems. It's just that now you're on your own to take care of it, which is great if that's the kind of thing you enjoy. Um, Mm -hmm. anyway, I can talk more about that, but that's, that's my, that's my basic take is, you know, ask, uh, ask the ladies what they think about him. But also, but also, I mean, when I look back at, you know, look back at my life, when I think about stuff, I realize like how much stuff I did as a reaction to something rather than as a, a way of trying to achieve something specific in, in that change. So, I mean, just the, the bottom line in one way, would, you know, in all of this, like, you know, condescending advice I'm trying to abstractly give to a person I've never met, you know, is to understand in as much detail as you can. Um, what what parts of that you can break into smaller pieces? If it's mm-hmm. just a big wad of emotion, um, and, you know, in in to mix an analogy, in my own parlance, like wherever you travel, you're still in that suitcase. The old you is always with you wherever you go, and so I think one reason people end up having problems in a new situation or end up having unexpected challenges in a new situation is because they didn't really realize what they were signing up for. And I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, actually. Um, where you, um, my friend Jamie and I were talking about how, 
you know, we're talking about like, oh, you know, I really like making this certain kind of food. So should I start a food truck? And it's like, well, you know, no, not that he was saying this, but like the kind of thing where people jump into their passion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you go, oh, well, obviously, like my boss is a dick and I like, I like, you know, making corn dogs. So I should become Mr. Corn Dog. And the thing is, though, once you do that, you're really going to be Mr. Maintain a Business. And you're going to be Mr. Try to Make the Bills. And corn dogs are going to be least your worries. It doesn't matter what you want to sell. What matters is you're now in the business of running a business. You're no longer a practitioner primarily. And I think for a lot of people, and this is why, I mean, I make fun of entrepreneurs and serial entrepreneurs and, and mm-hmm. those kinds of folks. But if you genuinely have the kind of cutthroat, uh, black, soulless uh, inside that makes you want to do that kind of thing, you're well <laughs> suited for it. But, you know, be prepared for the fact that, you, like, it's not going to be about building a great app. It's going to be about building something you can sell. Yeah. That's, that's kind of an unkind <laughs> thing to say. But anyway, that, that, that's my take on that. No, it helps true. understand why you're where you are now. Um, and then if you want to make a change, there's nothing – there isn't a, a one switch to flip. There's a, a thousand little decisions with a thousand little answers that have to be kind of um, dealt with one wave at a time until you have enough information to know whether you're doing anything right. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of parallels to that, I think, in, in our industry. The, the three of us have all worked in the advertising industry for, it seems, forever. And the, the big thing that always happens here is you get the guy who's like, oh, you know what? I, I, I hate the way that this agency is set up. I'm just going to go start my own thing because he just wants to go make his own thing. But you're right. He, he, he stops being Mr. Corndog. And starts being, you know, Mr. How am I going to do healthcare for people that I eventually employ? Where am I going to get space? Where am I going to, et cetera, et cetera? It's more than talk just about, a, talk about the shakes, man. Yeah. The idea of, of doing something like that just yeah. completely oh, freaks yeah. me out. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I'm still like struggling with the big wad of emotion comment. I'm like, I am just a big wad of emotion and mm-hmm. with two legs wandering the earth right now, like all the time, right. my whole life. And I thought that that was okay. And lots of inspirational quotes told me so. Yeah. I think I think it's not unusual. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. If, I'm not sure exactly if that's a good thing or a bad thing that you're saying that. Do, do you mean that? Isn't like you're glad you're realizing that, or you? Hate no, 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 like no. Like I hate myself. Like that's kind yeah. of theme. I hate myself too. If it's any consolation. <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's that emotion that it can be so blinding though, because uh, there's one part of childhood that really sticks around for a lot of us, which is like we we can feel pain, I don't mean to sound like an amateur amateur psychologist, but like we can feel pain very, very deeply. And the residual effects of that pain can stick with us for years and make us feel left out of things. It can make us feel abandoned. It can make us feel like we're entitled to something better. And, uh, you know, without getting too L. Ron Hubbard, I I think that that kind of stuff can can really, to use that word again, become a certain kind of poison unless you're Mm -hmm. aware that it's there. Because the person who buys your corn dogs, do you guys curse on here? Oh, yeah. 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 Please. Yes. The person who buys your corn dogs could give a fig about your childhood. They want a good <laughs> corn dog. Then he doesn't curse. <laughs> right? That's yeah. that's the problem. Is like nobody nobody chooses to buy or not buy your shoes because because of your relationship with your failing relationship with your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, the universe doesn't care. So, you know, once you accept that and stop crying, uh, literally sobbing like I would, uh, then then you know it opens up a little bit and you go like I'm stuck with this. I got to figure something out. But, you know, I, on the other hand, I think taking some, some little risks is great. And for some people, that little risk is just trying something the slightest bit different than what they've been doing before. There's, anyway, enough said. It's just, I, I don't know. I think it's such a complicated problem. And there's a lot of bank to be made in telling people to make rash decisions, regardless of 
how prepared they are to deal with the consequences. So yep. I, sometimes I like to be the uh, poo-poo in the punch bowl to tell people that that's well, yeah, I mean, worth, that's worth fine. giving thought to. I, I totally get it, and I, I just think it's interesting because I think, you know, as a creative person, somebody who relies on their creativity to make a living, you have to draw so much on that wad of emotion in order to do that, right? So sort of being this emotional hot mess allows you to create better work Mm-hmm. In a lot of situations and sometimes taking those uncalculated, you know, totally not thought out risks are then something that can lead to better work. But this is definitely a wake up call because it's like every website that talks about creativity or anything that talks about creativity is like, go for it. You know, take all the risks in the world. Are you not happy Stop what you're doing. You are a special flower. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just, what's it just a, caters a, to this. There's a book about guy quitting everything and going and working at Starbucks. And just I, and that's that's not necessarily the same parallel, but uh, simplifying your life. But yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's the whole. I'm yeah. To, it's like, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But also to, to take that big water. I totally agree that, that the, the things that have happened to us in our life or the things that cause us to see the world a certain way. Um, can be part of what makes what we have to say appealing to other people because mm-hmm. we've all had our own little dumb road to get get to where we are. But you know, not, not to be over subtle, but um, I think there's a big difference between you know. I mean, I, I could go grab a bunch of house paint and and get drunk and mad and throw it at the wall, but that doesn't make me Jackson Pollock. Yeah, the people who can produce creatively, professionally for a long time develop, you know, a lot of very grown up approaches to harnessing that emotion until they eventually realize that it's the existential distance from that emotion that enables them to produce something anybody else is vaguely interested in. I mean, when's the last time you went to an open mic to start with, but like when's the last time you went to an open mic and heard somebody get up there and talk about how their parents don't understand them. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's a kind of creativity, but you know, the note you would want to give to that person is, well, everybody's had that experience. I mean, everybody poops too, but it doesn't mean you want to put it in a gallery. You know, it, it takes, you have to have your imprimatur and your emotions, but I, you know, personally, that's something that obsesses me just for what it's worth is how people are able to, and you know, I'm being reductive to be a funny guy, but like, you know, there are a lot of people who end up doing creative work because, uh, I guess because their teaching job failed. I don't know. Yeah. But they, <laughs> but they do end up doing this stuff, but it becomes, this goes straight to that kind of Stephen Pressfield, uh, war of art stuff, but you know, being able to do it over and over every day, not because it's something that you wrote on a t-shirt with glitter glue you bought at Flax, but because that's your that's who you are. Yeah. Who you are is somebody who makes that stuff. And it's what I aspire to be someday. Mm-hmm. And it makes you really admire the people who do that, you know? It's yeah. hard. Well, okay. Here, here's a question for you. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's turn this around. So so now, as, as oh, let's say, I would say over the last year... You know, you have you have really, like you're saying, doing quote unquote unquote unquote, doing podcasting, et cetera, for the living, and you saying aspiring to, to to be that. I mean, how what are the what are the types of things that you're kind of, you know, learning about learning about yourself and learning about where that is that you want to to head? I'm I'm very hmm. curious to you know to kind of go. So, so what's in the mind of Merlin these days? <laughs> Uh, a lot of X-Men titles yeah, right now. Yeah, But, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I've been, um, I mean, it, it sounds ludicrous to talk about this stuff because anybody can sit down and do it. It's it's not, you know, it's not like you got to go to, you know, medical school or something right. to know how to make a poop joke on the internet. Yeah. But um, I, I, I do, I, I, I'd like to think that 
as I've gotten older, uh, I've gotten more okay with trusting whatever my, my stupid thing is. Like, you know, I, I want to learn how to, like, grow and do different things and be fearless about things that seem hard but interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, and I don't know. I guess I also think it, it's – there's no reason to beat up on myself because I'm doing something I like that I'm somewhat well-suited to. But, you know, the other thing is, like, just talking all the time – is not really the same as making something. It's the same reason that, like, I, I kind of got out of the productivity blogging racket. Right. Uh, was because it, it didn't, it seemed, um, on the one hand, for my audience, it seemed sort of silly for me to keep, and let me just stipulate, I think I was pretty good at it. Um, but even being pretty good at it, better than, than a lot of these kind of C-plus fourth-generation productivity bloggers, if I may say, um, I think I was pretty good at it, but... On the one hand, for my audience, that became sort of a um, a self help treadmill. But for myself, I also wasn't doing anything where I was like continually excited that this was evolving and different and appealing to the people I wanted to reach. And fortunately, with a couple of these podcasts, a couple three of these podcasts, I feel like I do get to do that. But I do, I definitely have the. Uh, I mean, I don't like I'm talking about this is dorky, but I kind of got the itch to write again. And I'm yeah. I'm just kind of doing some uh, some shark like circles around whatever carcass it is that I'm going to tear apart with my relatively dull teeth at this point. But uh-huh. yeah, that's what's on my mind. And uh, you know, because again, back to work has been pretty successful, and you know, it's it's a big piece of what I do for a living. Sure. And I wanted to keep doing it for sure. It's just that you know I don't want to fall back into that trap of feeling like I'm just talking about shit I don't know enough about from day to day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say stuff and sound really smart, but that doesn't mean I mean for a couple people, but that doesn't mean I'm actually making anything of consequence. And it's because it's really easy to fool yourself about that stuff for a long time. But that said, I like what I'm doing or I wouldn't be doing it. Sure. But that's what's on my mind. You know, well, I was just kind of curious about that because just, uh, you know, just I know over the past few weeks, some of the comments you've made here and there on on different shows, um, you know, kind of talking about bringing back the most days videos. And then now you're saying, you know, bits of, of kind of getting that itch to get back into writing, but not exactly sure what it is. And and to even take that back just a, a tad further, when you started kind of getting into the comic book thing, I got I got to tell you, Merlin, I was a little bit concerned for you because oh, it was, thank you. because it was, you know, it was, it, you know, and not in a bad way, but I mean, I was just like, Whoa, okay. So how would you be concerned for me in a good way? Well, not, <laughs> not in, not in a good way, but I'll just, I just to parallel. I know that when that, uh, like I, I had gotten laid off from a job in 2002, and I know that in 2002 I watched a whole lot of SpongeBob SquarePants, and I didn't even have kids, but it's like I just sat and just watched all the SpongeBob SquarePants, and so <laughs> when I started seeing, I was, it's like I kind of, kind of sniff tested. I was like, uh oh, oh boy, here's you know. So I, I hope that's not. But then, but then now you're kind of turning this into like. I also heard you saying maybe about doing some sort of a comics podcast on your own. So you're actually turning it into a thing. And so it's more than just, you know, this deep end that he's gone off before he, you know, moves into something. Uh, well, there's, but, uh, there's so, no way to know. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't think there's that much to be gained by trying to impress people with, with how urbane my interests are. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I could sit around and say that I'm, I'm really into, like, reading the Wall Street Journal or something, sure. but I'd be the same person, but I'd be a liar. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I shied away from the stuff that I liked in, in order to look like somebody else, I, I would need to find a different line of work. But there's a lot of stuff – not a lot of stuff. There's a handful of things that are – 
I don't know what the analogy for this is. I've, I've got a bunch of shit in the background that may mm-hmm. or may not happen or I, I may or may not do. Um, but, you know, like a lot of people who do like independent publishing, whatever stuff, I, I guess the thing I can say is that I'm I'm always trying to figure out another thing that I could do yeah. that I would want to do for a while. The problem with the comics podcast is I don't know that much about this stuff. And I, I, boy, how do I say this? <clears throat> I, I, uh, I'm not categorically interested in either listening to or doing interview shows. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be an interviewer, um, and I and I I mean I enjoy being interviewed, and I, I like talking to people. I, I've interviewed people, and I think it's gone pretty well in the past. But I want to make something uh, a little more. Uh, see, this sounds awful, and I don't mean it to. No, no. But I, I want to make something more along the lines of "You Look Nice Today" or "Roderick on the Line." That's it's like a little universe. I want yeah. to make you know what I mean. I'm more yeah. interested in a little universe than like having teaspoons of somebody else's you know, uh, top layer public mm-hmm. persona, mm-hmm. you know, every week. That's, you know, I, I like that. I enjoy that sometimes, but I, I enjoy that. I've said this before, but I enjoy that. Like, like with Alec Baldwin or something like that. I enjoy his show, but that's cause I like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. You know, I like his persona on that show. I sure. mean, I realize he's an imperfect human being, but no, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, the comic podcast thing is, is a, is like low hanging fruit because I love talking about mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I'm going to have another podcast about comics on the internet? Like, oh, God. People are just screaming. Oh, finally. People need another one of those. Everybody wants another podcast. Well, especially about comics. Yeah. You know what's really good is that one comic. You should... I'm talking to the guy that writes that one comic. Yeah. If you if you like that comic, you'll like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> to that, uh, I, I, you know, to that point, I you know, I uh, years years ago, I started a, a movie uh, blog. Which, wow, that's yeah. But you know, it's like I, I got into it because I love movies, and then as I started to explore, I found out, oh shit, there are people that kick my ass in this department, and then that kind of helped me evolve into. Okay, what was my blog going to be about, and how I, how was I going to be independent in this mm-hmm. space? Right. So you know, it's just kind of you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you got unique, and you made it. You you actually had your own specific voice for how you addressed that topic, and and but there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting angles to that, though. I think um, what you're describing, and you know, one thing I'm always on the lookout for with myself, but also with others, is this kind of um, you know, once you become Okay, let's put it another way. Back to back to our thing from a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you don't know why you want to quit your job, you don't know what you expect to do as a result of quitting that job. Well, maybe you need to think about that some more, or maybe you need to do some take some specific steps in order to make that something more real that you can kind of you know get your hands around. Um, and you know, I, I, gosh, there's certainly nothing wrong with going out and starting an anything uh, blog or an anything whatever you want to do. I think part of the problem is that your your own expectations might be you're, you're putting like in your case, you know, you might be putting your your you know, blog about movies alongside, you know, Roger Ebert. Like if I try to put my knowledge of comics, you know, alongside whatever, Andy Notko or alongside the comic creators that I like, yeah. well, there's no hope, Yeah. Uh, you know, but there, should there be hope? Well, the real hope is that the things I've done that people liked eventually were because, I don't say because they liked me, but because there was something about that voice that they liked. I mean, if what, like, what's the pitch for you look nice today? Like, how do you pitch that to somebody? 
it's three white guys talking about nothing, and then sometimes there's music. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's impossible to pitch that to somebody. I, I was on a podcast last night talking about Saga, which is this comic I like a yeah. lot. And uh, the pitch for Saga, there's no pitch for Saga that makes any sense. You're it's right. like there's people with horns and people with wings, and they have a baby and a guy with a robot, a robot yeah. with a TV for a head, mm-hmm. and a lady who's a crab with a vagina is trying to kill them. And so uh, a murdered teenager whose intestines are hanging out of the bottom of her body helped them find a tree that turns into a rocket. Yep. And a cat that keeps that going. The, Do I have you yet? Are you ready to sign the check? Yeah. Was that <laughs> but the, it's the most acclaimed yeah. and beloved comic of the last year. Was that, yeah. the, was that the picture of the you had posted best ghost? With yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's Isabel. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm prattling on. But, you know, I, I would never want to um, do anything to discourage people. I mean, you're asking me about my nonsense, and obviously it's still kind of unformed ideas in my head. But I would never want to try and talk anybody out of doing something – potentially creative that they want to do mm-hmm. regardless of what it is but again it is that kind of that expectation thing you know when you talk about job stuff it gets complicated sure. like healthcare today is really really expensive you know insurance for of all kinds you know the economy is not in the greatest condition and even when it is it's in america in particular uh you're so heavily uh evaluated or i even want to say judged by your like like what you do like, look at how many, God love you all, not you guys, but just the world writ large. Look how many people's Twitter bio consists of four nouns because they want to tell you, they want to go like, so basically it goes like job, uh, hobby or creative endeavor, family thing, and then wackadoodle noun about what they aspire to be, you know? So you go like, uh, brand, brand expert, cricket batter. <laughs> Stepfather, dreamer, dreamer. Oh, cool. Okay, right, but like so, you know, that. that, But in America, that's huge. Like, if you go to meet somebody at a cocktail party, party, some some douchebag comes up and asks you what you do. In my case, I tell them I'm a ceramicist because I have no interest in talking to someone who wants to know what I do for a living. Generally, because they don't care, they're doing it to find out whether I'm worth talking to. And one of the worst things about being unemployed, I'm to be honest, like to be like. To not, is to not have that shingle anymore, to not be able to say, I, I'm an advertising writer. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can say that with pride. You can say, like, this is what I do. I go somewhere and people give me money because I can do this thing. And then when you're unemployed, you try to come up with all these euphemisms and, you know, you know, there's, <laughs> I'm, uh, well, not, not, not that many people will say I'm unemployed. It's yeah. like saying you're poor. It's one of the, it has value. You know what I mean? A kind of negative value associated with it. You might say, mm-hmm. I just got laid off. Or you might say, like, I'm between jobs. Or you might say, I'm, you know. I'm in between lawyers right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in between couches. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I mean, you were saying the, the, the unformed, I mean, if nothing else, this show is all about unformed ideas. So, you know, don't. <laughs> so, okay. So, sidebar, we're going to, we're going to, um, Sit, switch gears here in a second, but just you know, uh, Matt Fraction is from here, from Kansas City. Did you know? I'm not that? familiar with his work. Uh, no, I know. Um, no, what, he, is he? Uh, is he? Uh, is he an advertising guy? What is he? No, doing? he actually he actually used to work at a place called uh, MK12, which is a uh, kind of a motion graphics and uh, animation studio here. Uh, so they do like 
all sorts. Of, they do stuff for advertising, and and but they then they've also done uh, a lot of stuff for James Bond movies. And, and wow, that's like really that. cool. And, that's, is that yeah. kind of like what yeah. Adam Lissagor? You know, Adam used to do compositing. Is it yes, that kind yeah, of stuff? yeah, yeah. That yeah, that kind of stuff. But but even you know, a he did. More... He worked on both an Alien versus Predator. Not mm-hmm. not that, but um, no, Adam did. Mr. Yeah. Fraction. Yeah. But but uh, Adam ha- worked on both Alien, uh, an Alien versus Predator movie, yeah. and the Tim and Eric show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, I, yeah, I did. I did know that he worked on Tim and Eric, and yeah, no, it's it's yeah, kind of like that. And he uh, just kind of started getting into writing. <laughs> I don't want to take you off topic, but I would just like to say, for the record, that Tim and Eric awesome show, great job, is probably probably the greatest example of what can be done with compositing in the art today. Oh yeah, yeah. They do stuff with fake poop that I, I, you couldn't do in real life. Never. Pixar Never. couldn't make poop like the like nope. the, those guys do. No, nope. best poop, best poop on television. I did not know that. So he used to be like a techie guy. Yeah, huh? yeah. He used to be a techie guy and a and an animator and all that stuff here in Kansas. He's City. He's an awfully awfully gifted so, man. Yeah, he is. He is. He Can you imagine that nice. household? My goodness, what a talented bunch. <laughs> yep, totally, totally. But yeah, I mean, his I I I. All I'll say is I, I I met Kelly Sue many 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 years ago because we were both on Live Journal mm-hmm. and, and moved in the same circles. <laughs> Live Journal, where people go to, you know, never mind. It was very had a gothy reputation at the time. Oh, yeah. Let's say, yeah. But um, my goodness, she's awfully talented. Yep. But that's so cool. Yeah, All right, so, so I cut you off. Sorry. No, 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 no big deal. I'll just yeah, just I I thought, changing uh, gears. You, I'll, be... you know what? I'll let you talk. I'm gonna go. This is not a beer. I'm gonna go get a uh, another seltzer. Okay. Well, you go. You talk. go do that. I'm right here. I'm just over here by the mini fridge. Can you hear me? Three, two, check one. Sibilance. Hi. Hi. All right. So I'm, uh, a, I'm a professional podcaster. Just mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, trust me. I mean, this is this is what we we do that every week. So you know, there will be a fridge run here, and just and as a matter of fact, here, hand me one of hand me one of those, Pat, if you wouldn't. Mind. Well, it's four thirty here, yeah. so it's, it's well, not I know really it's a little a, a it's a little early. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I uh, know. I just wanted to give you fair warning when we were when we were doing the pre-pro for this. You know, it's like, hey, I would never the... drink on a podcast, but I respect those who do. Mm. <laughs> okay, so Pat, you were saying something about the Willy Wonka effect. What, yeah. what were you talking about? Um, it's the idea that you create this like wild passion about something, and you know, so going back to um, you know Willy Wonka um, with the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. Can you create in this? So my question is, is what's a great example of that either today or in the past few years? Or, and the question is, is as segmented as we are now, is it possible to create something like that today? Mm-hmm. Can, can I can I put a rule down on that? Yeah. Can we exclude Apple from that from that conversation? Because that's that's like the easy that's the easy go to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's, what's the defining? Um, I think it's interesting, but what, what's the defining Willy Wonkiness? Well, you know, I, so uh, on a very, very small scale, and I, I emailed a friend of mine who is the um, the one of the PR people for Boulevard uh, Brewery here in Kansas City. They put out these small batches, and um, a few years ago, they released uh, Christopher Elbow is a, a chocolate. Uh, expert in kansas city and so boulevard partnered with him and they created this chocolate beer and they you know put it out in these large bottles and people go crazy for them and then it's like okay where can i get them and i've got a uh you know um pills nerd as we call each other you know it that i work with who said 
I've got um, it's coming out in Iowa early and I've got a buddy who I, I've got a relative who's getting me a case of it because it's coming out there earlier than, you know, mm-hmm. because they ship them earlier. Um, and so I, you know, I emailed my friend and I said, you know, congratulations on really creating this kind of Willy Wonka kind of thing at this creating something that people covet. They want, um, they're bragging about it once they get it. Oh, it's the golden ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's that desirability and, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you mean, how, how do you become like a deranged sadist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I, that's, a, that's the golden ticket part. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. kind of building building something around, you know, either either an experience that you're, you know, building either through an app or, you know, and that's, and that's kind of why I said let's exclude Apple because that's so easy to go, oh, you know, here's – yeah, and maybe that's not you know the same from like the exclusivity. There point should be of something it, like but... Godwin's Godwin's law yeah. for Apple. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it seems like for everything that anybody ever wants to prove, they'll eventually wind up saying something yep. about Apple, which is you know, and and believe me, I, I'm happy bringing up Hitler much more than a lot of people. Let's be <laughs> honest. But uh, like like here for example, but. But yeah, Apple. It's funny. Apple is sort of this like if you can't win the argument, you bring up Apple. Yeah, it's, like, it's, well, it's that's kind of really a nuclear weird. option. I mean, like for, Apple. Yeah. yeah, you know, Apple for the last ten years has done a lot of interesting stuff. Is a really good point, but like you know, that's fine for Apple, right? right. I mean, like they <laughs> they've got the scars to show for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, the, la- the last ticket. thing that I really kind of think about when I think about it is um, when Halo Three came out uh, and they created the whole campaign around you know this great battle that happened. Um, uh, and, and, you know, sales of Halo 3, you know, and the goals were we want to, you know, out outperform what we've done in the first two. We want to increase sales of Xboxes overall. And so they created this whole campaign around this great battle that happened with the Master Chief being the, the, the main character. And um, it was, it was, you know, it was real people talking about this incredible war and showing these huge, awesome um, weapons and talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, being a sniper in this one part of the war and stuff. And I just thought it was, it was really cool. It was something that you wanted to be a part of. Um, And it, it, well, they built it into uh, a universe that was realized. Yeah. 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 And that it it wasn't necessarily, um, you know, obviously Halo three was not limited edition by any means, but it, it created something that that people wanted to be a part of, and mm-hmm. you know the sales shirt certainly showed from it. But yeah, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. So so yeah, so desirability. Um, you know, it, it's and I don't know. I mean, it's easy to say, well, just create something that people really want. But I mean, there's an alchemy to yeah, it. Yeah, you have uh, no idea. Yeah, you never know. Well, uh, you know, can I just kind of jump in? You, yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's why you're here. Well, really. mm, mm. the um. <laughs> I think I may have some ideas for examples, but can I uh, take and turn it by opening with some anti-examples? Yes. So, so what you're describing is the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. And the, the golden ticket is this thing where, uh, not to beat it to death as an analogy, but the idea is you've gotten something really special that you can be proud of because it, it's this, it's this, you know, like the golden ticket doesn't have your name on it when you get it. But it's still, it's very special. Like, you got this thing that not a lot of people got. I would like to introduce the concept of what I would call the lead ticket, which (laughs) is every one of these goddamn bundles where you've got to go in 
and like or look at the Jay Z thing. Like if you want this quote unquote free Jay Z thing, mm-hmm. you got to toot about it. If you want to get the lyrics to the song, you got to toot about that. The whole thing sounds like it was a total debacle. For those people who are listening to this months from now, my understanding is that Jay Z cut a deal with some phone company where if you have that phone, you get his album. They pre bought however many copies of that and. Um, the thing is, though, it wasn't really free. Not really. I mean, setting aside the technical glitches and stuff that went into it and setting aside it was uh, out there, as they say, within, you know, hours. Um, that wasn't special. You didn't feel special. If anything, you felt unspecial. The lead ticket that they gave you was to get this thing that you could go and torrent right now in less time. People were saying it took over an hour to get this download because of these, I guess they had scaling problems or something. I'm not here to beat up on them. I'm, I'm a big Jay-Z fan, like all white people. But, but you know, the lead ticket is anything where you go in and are trying to leverage somebody's time and attention in order to get something of a relatively, usually small amount of value uh, by doing something that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And that could be clicking an ad. That could be, as I say, that you got to, you know, put something on your Facebook page, you know, but, you know, it's this thing where, like, you're encouraged to allow yourself to be photographed next to this logo in in order to get, like, a, a free raisinette or something. It's like, it's not like you really love, I mean, I want to you know, like a Samsung or Arby's or whatever, you know, there are some, some idiot brand management person there, uh, you know, came up with this idea of like, oh, we've got to leverage social media. And so to me, to begin with, the lead ticket is something, you know, it's something that buys you very, very little long-term value. And you give away a little, grudgingly give away a little piece of yourself, which most people don't seem to mind. It troubles me. I don't like stuff where I'm expected to, you know, in, in my case, like I, I say a lot of dumb stuff on Twitter. I don't have a Facebook account, like I, but on like Twitter, like I'm not gonna put nonsense in there to like get a free MP3. Like that's so weird. Yeah, it's like letting your letting somebody like paint your car with a cool cigarettes ad or something like that. It's just, is that who you are? Mm-hmm. Is that who you want to be? Is that the brand you want to associate yourself with? The brand, as Marco Arment says. Yeah, but. But I, you know what? I, I guess maybe that seems like a derail, but I think that's a nice place to start because that company could give a flying fuck who you are. They just want that link. Yep. They just want that. They want that little snapshot, that blurry snapshot of you sitting next, standing next to their logo. Whether or not you actually have any real affinity with that. My, I, t- I mentioned before we, I guess probably before the official show started, I don't know, but I was mentioning my Comcast connection mm-hmm. was being weird today. So... You know, their site is kind of a pain to use, but, you know, one nice thing is you can go to their site, especially on the iPhone, and you test your connection and stuff like that. But on my on my Mac, I went in and I tried to find the, the link to see if there were outages in my area, and they said, oh, well, you know, go follow us on Twitter. And so I went to twitter.com slash Xfinity, and if anybody can tell me what Xfinity means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's apparently, it's, a, it's a, an experience. So... And their entire Twitter feed, there's nothing in there about outages. There's nothing in there about anything. It's a bunch of, like, links to cat photos and, and retooting things people have said about them. I, I mean, I don't know any – when's the last time you went to a bar and had, like, a 20-minute conversation about Xfinity? Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean <laughs> – Yes. Or, like, Al, Al, what's, 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 what is uh, Philip Morris now? They're Altria or, or Altrua or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like <laughs> – that's the lead ticket. The lead ticket is like follow us on Twitter for special deals. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, nobody really cares. About, I think mean, does anybody is anybody do you see people who don't work? Nothing against Comcast, nothing against Philadelphia. Do you see people like walking around real proud of their Xfinity t shirt? <laughs> I'm not gonna break Apple's law here, but I, I I will anyway, and so what's the what's the golden ticket to me? I'm sorry I'm talking a lot. 
the gold the gold ticket to me is you just got something that you do want to be associated with. Mm-hmm. So the obvious example always is to look at people like Jonathan Colton, where you you know for like what for like fifty bucks you get this giant mega pack of really like cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I when I did the, uh, John Roderick and Jonathan Colton put out a Christmas album and I bought the. Rain, the Rain Man Suite, where I got all the stuff, and I got a signed CD, and I got a T-shirt, of like a one, like single event, like you know, just for this T-shirt, and so forth. Like to me, that's the golden ticket. The golden ticket is you figure out how to leverage or whatever, like to reach the people who like what you do, and then give them something that that makes them feel special. Yeah. It means standing around after the show and signing things. You know, it it, it means meeting people. It means. In a, in a lot of cases, if you can sustain it, answering email and like talking to people on Twitter, stuff that I can't keep up with personally, but that that to me is the golden ticket. Or like you know, maybe you become like with Mister Corn Dog, like maybe you leave every other corn dog place in the dust. In the same way that you would want to with your Jawa blog. If someone's tuning in late to this show, you are not having a stroke. I swear to God. <laughs> um, is that am I even like even yeah, beginning? No, to be I, on think, track I think here? no, no, I think, I think it, you, you know, and and yeah, and and to your point, I just wonder if you know. The golden ticket was on a worldwide basis. And I don't know that that can truly exist anymore. I mean, people's attention is so short. It's so spread out. You have multiple small golden ticket effects mm-hmm. um, that go on um, where, yeah, I mean, the, the true, yeah, the true question is, is A, is the brand putting the true effort into it? it yeah, it's not, it's not as simple as, you know. Well, is it is it more about the person who's doing it than it is about the company? Is there even some amount of incremental, you know, added value for the person who's doing it over just slapping a logo on somebody's face? I mean, that's one cynical way to put it. What did Mike Hurley? Mike Hurley sent me this thing. We share an affliction about enjoying Adventure Time. I haven't played with this yet, but I'm a big fan of Adventure Time. He sent me a link to this Adventure Time game creator on Cartoon Network. I haven't played with it yet, oh, but to me yeah. that kind of stuff is a good example. Mm-hmm. Like if you like a site where you can go and like some flash site where you get to go in and like m- you know make your make a version of yourself as a Mad Men character or something yeah. like that. Like it's no, it's not Proust, but that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I yeah, I'm happy to go and talk about because you know what I, in that case like I like Mad Men. Oh my gosh, my daughter, we bought our daughter a a Finn the Human Adventure Time hat. Like we love Adventure oh, yeah. Time. I'm happy to be associated mm-hmm. with that brand. And they don't need to trick me into clicking something to post about it Just in order genuine, to. Yeah. yeah. People, yeah, people yeah, look weird make at something me great. And I, let, people will want to talk about yeah, it, you know? Absolutely. I have absolutely. a Venture Brothers uh, iPhone yeah, case. He's, on yeah. Now. I'm a big, <laughs> big fan of I got to, you know, is that, can, should I start? That's at uh, James, what's uh, his Jackson head? Public. Uh, Jackson Public. Jackson Public. Uh-huh. Is he the guy that does the splatter paintings? Who am I thinking yeah, of? No. Pa- Pollock Public. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And. So uh, should I jump in at the beginning of that? Is, that? is that a start at the beginning thing, or can you jump in anywhere? Jump, in jump, anywhere. jump, jump. Okay, thank you. Venture, venture Brothers, yeah, thank venture, you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so when you talk about it being worldwide, um, hmm. okay, can I just ask also, is Quinn okay? Yes. She she, yeah, she, no, she I just is. got back. Uh, pretty sure the peanut's still I gave lodged her, I gave in her my throat. throat. You have peanut. a throat peanut, Quinn? She yeah, has a, yeah. She has a throat peanut. I do. Do you yeah. want us to try and talk you through it? No, no, I don't because I'm afraid yeah. that that's going to cause me to freak yeah, out again. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, the, 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 the good thing is... It, are, you, are you in anaphylactic shock? <laughs> yeah, that's way too big of a word for me. <laughs> as, as long as you can still swallow, we'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. I can still that, feel mm, That's going to be my new pole, pole dancer name, by the way, anaphylactic. Yeah, anaphylactic. It's just like the bug. Because <laughs> I'm always giving you the shock. <laughs> oh. 
So we're okay, we're going to wrap this. We're going to will you to pass the peanut. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So <laughs> just I'm I'm feeling the throat peanut making its way. It's it's feeling I'm better. Yeah. Feeling okay. the I'm the only person peanut. I know who gets rice in their nose when they oh, eat rice. Man. Every time I eat rice, I don't know how it does this. I think I've got some kind of a throat hole. It enters into my sinuses, and then I have to blow no, my nose. Nose I rice totally, is unique. I got no. You got nose rice? Well, no, I didn't get nose rice, but I once had a cold, and I was eating a mouthful of mixed nuts, and then I sneezed, and I'm like, Jesus, what kind of snot came out of my nose? Because I could feel it. I mean, it was massy. You did the full round peanut it round was, trip? <laughs> yeah, it was massy in my Kleenex, and I looked oh, at it, and it, it was, was a bunch nuts. of chewed up mixed nuts. One time I hung over, I threw up rice, <laughs> and it came out my nose. <laughs> Good job. So it's already chewed up yeah. there, right? No, no, like whole pieces of rice. It's mm. sushi, and I'm not a good chewer. Ooh. Obviously, oh, don't touch my mustache. On... You know, one one problem, Quinn. A lot of uh, amateur drinkers. You know what they'll do? They'll have nachos. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, that's smart. Like, why don't you drink a lot? Why don't you have some broken glass before you drink? Oh yeah. yeah. You ever With throw up nachos? Lots of lots of jalapenos. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, I mean, Fire really, that's you know that's bits. almost biblical. It, it's going to cut you up coming up and then you're going to get uh, all the uh, various jalapeno juices in there oh yeah Ugh. oh that is a play welcome, <laughs> welcome back to barf talk we're talking uh, barf talk i'm gonna say this is a perfect okay. this is a perfect segue for a quick sponsor read <laughs> yeah yeah oh no we can get to that after this but let's let's talk a little you know in 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 merlin's parlance we'll talk a little bit about something we like uh and something we like right now is a bespoke post and it is a uh, it is a it is a monthly service, and and it's kind of interesting because you know a couple of episodes ago we kind of talked about uh, my uh, my my slovenliness and uh, you know my my uh, propensity for not really kind of having my shit together, and then this kind of shows up. So so I think it was kind of prescient. Bespoke Post is is a is a monthly service for guys, and it's basically kind of this this box of cool stuff, and it can be all sorts of different things. It can be. Uh, one month it could be cocktail accessories. Another month it could be a, a shaving kit. It could be socks and cufflinks and things like that. And so it's they call it the box of awesome, and uh, and they and they assure you that it definitely is. It's forty five dollars a month, uh, but but the 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 great deal about it is is that the retail value of what comes in the box of awesome is always going to be much greater than that. So you're getting a great deal. And so $150 for the price of, it, it, I don't know. We, we, we don't know. It's we don't thousand, a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Now I don't know. It could be stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's, it can go over, it can be cocktails. It can be coffee. It can be grooming supplies, cooking, uh, you know, like, like season seasonings, different things like that. Uh, there's always something for every man. The interesting thing is like, so you're like, well, $45 a month. Well, okay. So you see, like this month, maybe maybe you're not a drinker. You know, maybe you don't want a cocktail kit. You can say, oh, "Nope, that's fine." That month's box is not for me. They will not send you that. This is not like a Columbia Records type of thing where you know you've got you get your you know ten I for a penny. So many DVDs. Oh, and I still owe them forty two dollars oh, yeah. from nineteen eighty two. And so, because you could totally get into that type of thing. It's like, oh, God, here it comes. But, you know, no, you just opt out. You just don't get that box for that month. And then, so you, you know, get the ones that are only interesting to you. So let me play dumb in, okay. in, in an effort to help promote this some more. Mm-hmm. So it, is it a surprise? Sort of. Yeah, I mean, you kind of know is what the... Is it a surprise? Is it a surprise? <laughs> Will I open it up and go, oh, my. Yes, you, you, you know generally what that month's box of, of awesome is about 
Okay. So, but, but it'll be, if it's cocktails, it'll be an assortment of things like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. It's well, not like, like you're going in and hand selecting. Yeah. Like some, like some thing. of the boxes from the past few months, they've done like one that was a, like a margarita kit. So is, you know, things that would help you make better margaritas. And then there was another one where it had, um, like a little glass bottle filled with, um, pieces of, uh, chopped up bourbon. Yes. <laughs> Chopped up glass, uh, chopped up uh, bourbon barrels, so that way you could take a cocktail, you could pour it into this glass, and then it would kind of you could kind of infuse the bits. Oh, this is this, I mean this is this. this is big I this is big time God, stuff. Watch this. I'm this not big even stuff. saying this. Yeah. So we can get our money. I am going to buy this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be. You're, I'm going to kick it off for us. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. So here's, here's the thing, you know, like I said, opt out when you don't want it, but you, you are completely in control. $45 a month. However, if you go to bespokepost.com slash shakes or at checkout, enter the code shakes, you can get 20% off your first box. So, uh, you know, so that's a, that's a pretty cool, uh, you know, a surprise every month. I think it's, it's pretty like awesome. Christmas every month. Yeah, it's way it's better than kind of like box. that. And and is it a surprise? It's, it's a, a surprise. <laughs> it is a surprise. So, that sounds like a neat service. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it's 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 very cool. And and uh, and Pat can't kick it off because I already have my first one coming. You son of a bitch. That's <laughs> so, right. I I feel like a lot of this stuff is stuff that I want. Well, I you know I I actually you don't have I don't, to be a dude. I actually thought of your husband because your husband is is the kind of guy that, you know, I feel kind of has his shit together. And, and as I've said before, I kind of have, you know, this bromance type if, of thing. If my husband had his shit together, would he have married me? Good, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Zinga! Good point. That's a good one. Self-awareness is sexy. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think that that would be, um, yeah, right up his alley. So, so definitely check out Bespoke Post. Go to bespokepost.com slash shakes. And of course, thank you to Bespoke Post thank for sponsoring you. the shakes. Quinn is passing the peanuts over to <laughs> you me. You have to eat them because I want to eat them so bad, but I still have that <laughs> peanut in my throat. Well, that might be it. It may take one peanut to dislodge <laughs> the other. The other peanut. Oh. Yeah. It's like, it's now kinda, I have six peanuts in my throat. It's kind of like when two uh, freight trains, you know, like bump up against each other to dock. Yeah, that's we're going to get an email tomorrow that Quinn went to the ER tonight to have it's totally a possible. Chunk of peanut. You guys great. know my luck. <laughs> the saddest part is this was completely avoidable. <laughs> if only her friends had stepped in earlier. Hi, I'm Alec Baldwin. I'm here to discuss chewed up nuts. Do you have a friend who eats too many nuts, gets them stuck in their throat before you answer? <laughs> Let me ask you another question. Yeah. So, so uh, for topic two, we have we have Merlin's choice. Mm, is it a surprise? It's a surprise. So uh, you know, mm. I don't know. Um, what what do we, what do we want to talk about next? Here, I just sounded just very like quickly. the woman from uh, Total Recall when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger takes off. Oh, with the, the head, the head. It's a I surprise. Love <laughs> I love that scene. God. That is that's yeah. still I've great seen movie. Remake. It's it's. I spent two hours one night trying to find. I, I I almost went in if I had a copy of that. I almost went in and cut up, cut that into a, like a short video just to do that. Animated GIF wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I want I wanted to really have a full 720p whatever that is experience. Yeah. Of, of the of the head. Oh yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven is like the, is just like. To the eleven on everything. The war was hard on his brain. It was. It was. Yeah. And 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 what's wild is he. Yeah, he came to America and he did all these crazy, 
you know, basic instinct, total recall, starship troopers. And then he goes back and he does, you know, the black, black book. Is that right? The black book, which is, uh, you know, world war two, really, really good, totally veered from, you know, anything that he's done in the United States. You know, it's always interesting to see, European directors and see, you know, when they come over, what kind of stuff they do. And how Are you talking about the 2006 uh, film, The Black Book? Yeah. With Brittany Murphy, <laughs> the romantic comedy? No. No. <laughs> I think you're thinking I was, of Marla I was Kunish. tracking right up until. Yeah, no. You're thinking. You're, She's yeah. dead, man. Yeah. I know. It's too soon. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Way too Rachel soon. Stein. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm still burning from that. And you had to bring that up. Is it in Dutch or is it in English? It's in. Uh, God, great quite it's in Dutch. Because I got it's enough movies Dutch. with Dutch subtitles. Literally Dutch. don't get me started. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> the Dutch, man. The Dutch and the Germans. Well, there you go. They're... I don't have I don't have a topic. Mm-hmm. I, I will uh I, I I will jump in on anything I mean I can come up with a topic. Do you guys want to talk about work stuff or you want to talk about fun stuff? Yeah, uh, you know, we, we usually we usually we usually mix it up. We we can do fun stuff. We you know like I like I told you in a, in a couple of the prep emails, uh Invariably, which which usually we lead off with TV. Let's not talk about TV this time, unless God, Merlin wants to nothing. talk about TV. I got nothing to say then. Okay. No, no. I can talk about TV. Um, right now, I'm really into certain comics. I'm very into World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm really into this picture of <clears throat> this cosplay version of Mary Jane from Spider Man. I'm very into that right now. Mm. Might want to wrap up mm-hmm. soon. I I'm into lots of stuff. I've been watching a lot of movies lately. All right, but I'm game for whatever you guys. It's your show. Okay, you know, whatever yeah. you guys want to well, do. Movies. Tell, yeah. tell, give me, uh, give me your best movie you've seen in the past month or so. Um, that's I have watched a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff about World War II on a whim. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but uh, related to another Axis power, um, on a whim last night, I watched, started watching Battle Royale. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Have you never seen that so, before? Well, let's. I had not, and I had no. I haven't read the manga. No, I haven't read the novel. Let's get it out of the way. Let's settle this once and for all. Okay, maybe, maybe the person who wrote Hunger Games was completely unaware of this. That's bullshit. It's extremely, yeah. extremely hard to. I, I have to tell. I have to tell you the story, and I think that I've already. That person claims to have never known anything yeah. about Battle Royale. I, I, I may be Gerhold. Yes, you're going to Gerhold. I'm on going this. to Gerhold, but I'll bring it up anyway. So I was um, a past agency that I worked at. We were at a licensing show in Vegas. Get called up to um, Lionsgate Suite, where they are going to. We're we're meeting with Hasbro, and then Lionsgate is there, and they're going to pitch us. The Hunger Games and uh, represented a lot of um, uh, fast food. Which I, which I just want to say was a movie that I enjoyed very much. <laughs> what Hunger That's Games? That's all. I just want to put that stake oh, yeah. in the ground. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. And because I had I had not known anything. About well, and I had I had no knowledge of it prior to this meeting. And so so I say you know I, I say I have to apologize. Um, I'm not familiar with this. Could you explain the premise? And so keep in mind that we represent. Um, we are a child and family marketing group. So they're pitching it to us as a possible tie-in with a fast food chain like Arby's. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So, so they're explaining it to and they're like, well, it's post-apocalyptic and, and you know, it's these the, d- divided up into these different divisions and they select children that have to fight against each other. And then she stops. <laughs> and I say, to the death... Well, yes. And then and there's I a said, cannon. And then and... I said, you mean like Battle Royale? 
Well, some <laughs> some have compared it to that. I'm like, that is Battle Royale. You no, it's like not some. I mean, that's the that's the thing. So that was yeah, that was, that was You know, if like I just started reading this um I started reading this uh, image comic today actually called Peter uh, Panzerfaust. And it is a straight up, it's the, well, straight up, the inspiration is Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. It's Peter Pan, except it's a story that's been completely readapted um, for, for kids in the resistance in World War II, wow. in the French resistance. And it's great. But on the very first page, they're like, we, first of all, the, the main, uh, the writer, who was it, Kurt uh, Weba? Weba? I don't know how to pronounce his name. But uh, he says, you know, first of all, I just want to say, we, uh, this is dedicated to J.M. Barry for creating this world in which we could all, and it's like, oh, this is so awesome. You know, I, yeah. and I don't want to get into the whole thing about, I'd like to talk about the actual movie, but it, it is almost, it's almost, now that I've watched the first half of it, of Battle Royale, <laughs> it is almost comical to me that you could stand by the idea that these things are just coincidentally oh, yeah. related. Yeah, totally. I mean, now what I will say about uh, The Hunger Games, I have not read the book. I use it as a coaster. I found a copy on the street and use it as a coaster because it's the perfect size for a beverage. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I thought it was very well done. I thought that uh, Jennifer Whatzerhead was amazing in it. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. And I loved the whole, like, reality show uh, component of it. I I thought... And you know, and not to spoil it for anybody, but also the the sponsorships, the sponsors. I, I, I thought that, that was a that was brilliant, great. brilliant. Oh yeah, thing I, lo- I love that part. The of thing, it too. the the thing, I, I, and I didn't. I you know, I, I thought the movie was good. I, I read the book prior to the prior to the movie. Suck. I've heard it's really good. Did you enjoy? Yeah, it? Yeah, I did. You know, the thing, the thing that I couldn't get over is you know, and it's classic. Uh, I made this joke on uh, on the most recent Terminator um, with a. Uh, uh, Oh God! Who's who played Batman? Who was the what? Um, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, that that Terminator ta- Terminator Salvation, where it's like if everybody, you know, it's like here's Jennifer Lawrence, and they're supposed to be, you know, piss poor and you know trying to get food from anywhere. Yet she has perfect teeth. She looks like Jennifer Lawrence, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't. Ugh. I never really got that. And in the book, they played that up <laughs> so much more. And when they went to the Capitol, it was all about gorging themselves uh, to the point of sickness on all this food that they were offered, which I thought was, you know, an interesting contrast. And they didn't really play that up in the movie very much, but because that was, it wasn't so much. <laughs> I, I've attempted to start a Tumblr about this topic. Um, I don't know what it would be called. My, my temptation is to create a Tumblr called, wow, she sure looks good. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be, that would be, let me just give you a few. I'm going to say Jennifer Lawrence in the hunger games. Um, I am definitely going to say Pepper Potts in Iron Man three yes. uh-huh. after she has stepped out of an all engulfing yes. fire and has perfect, <laughs> Fire Engine Red Mac lipstick yeah. on. Uh, I would like to t- talk about Selena Kyle in the last Batman movie. Yes, they have not had they have not had utilities for five months. Mm-hmm. Everybody else looks like half a Dickens character, yeah. and she looks like she just walked out of a Banana Republic. Yeah. yeah. Idea. My post on Terminator Salvation was don't terminate until you see the whites of their teeth, because that was my whole comment was <laughs> it's like, Jesus, their teeth are so white. I mean, they're living underground. You know, the world's been taken over and yet they have these perfect white teeth and they're perfectly made up. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. Man, come on. Yeah. Oh, I had so many problems with the Dark Knight Rises. It, I, and I don't you, you were you were incredibly. I harsh had some on it. bad. I problems. disappeared into that movie. I love really? it. So I, I really didn't, I didn't. Man. I don't like to think during movies like that. I just don't like it, to well, think it I, I, I disappeared. I appreciate the Dark Knight more than I ever did. Mm-hmm. But I really did like it. I, but you were. I was reading your updates. And oh you yeah, were, yeah. You I got. I got to tell you, Merlin. I just. I never could. I, I had to. I had to see it in three different sittings. I just. It was. It was a 
chore to me. I, I think also just uh, we, I, I'd, I'd like to talk a little about Battle Royale, but just yes, so people don't yes, think yes, we're yes, crazy yes, yes. to not talk about what it is. But I think I, I'm going to I'm going to say something. I'm, I'm just going to say one thing about this. Movies are too long. I don't think this many action movies need to be two hours and 40 minutes long. The Longest Day, the great film about, uh, about D-Day, yeah. Project Overlord. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm fine with that being like three hours long. Godfather 2, abs- that could have been seven hours yeah. long. I'd still watch it every yeah. day. But I don't think, I mean, like, I love the Avengers movie. I love a lot of these movies, but do they really need to be like two and a half hours long? Yeah. Now when I'm flipping around on the Plex or the Netflix or whatever, and I see that something's like, in this case, I don't have it in front of me, but Battle Royale, I think, is like you know an hour and 40, hour and 50 minutes long. I was like, oh, God, please tell me that's not just part one. Yeah. Like that's uh, So here's the deal, in a nut. Um, and I, I, I don't think this is a spoiler. It, it's no, in the first I mean, few minutes in, of the you, movie. You, you hear the premise, and then you want to see the movie. Yeah, and and tell me, I mean, I learned about this like literally yesterday. But so you've got a group of uh, what are supposed to be, I guess, junior high students. Yep. They, they're not. They're not implausibly old. I mean, they're not like that girl from uh, that woman from nine hundred two one zero old. But but you know, they're supposed to be junior high school students, basically going on a field trip, like their big class trip. And yes, they actually end up having to go somewhere where they will fight each other to the death. And it is unbelievably grisly, weirdly. Uh, I feel a lot of empathy for these characters. Yeah. Uh, it's there's great action in it. There's lots of great like scores being settled, and there's these wonderful flashbacks yeah. to like the relationships that these people had before it all started. And I mean, I, don't, I can't say that it's like plausible exactly. It's got a great villain. It's got that great storytelling, and it totally does that thing where it's like this is the person who just died, like twenty one left yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. But I, I mean, I, have, I would have to caution anybody who's not as uh, hardened to the world as I. It is really, really grisly. It is really, yeah. I watched it on a flight, um, so I got it. It was, <laughs> it was, um, it was illegal. I mean, when I bought it, I bought it off this really weird, and I can't even remember it. This like weird DVD site, and I bought it. It comes in a metal tin, and it actually has a splice of the film included in it. But it's a zero region, so I can't play it on a standard mm-hmm. DVD player. So I can only play it on my portable DVD player. So, and I, I knew the premise, but I had mm, no I think, idea. I think uh, Shizakuken uh, de that was the site you got off. Of. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it has, and unfortunately though, it has has uh, Dutch subtitles <laughs> yeah, hard coded. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I watched it on a fl- and had no idea how grisly. So, it was. so people like in the next. Well, yeah, I mean, I spent at. most of the time just completely hovered over my portable DVD player, going, <laughs> "Jesus, I can't!" Oh my god. But anyway, I, I, I so yeah, my my original goal here was to to not even mention all of that. But I I uh, I guess now it's it's at my age and having seen as many films as I have in my advancing years, I'm or or TV shows for that matter or books. I'm there's nothing there's few things in the world that make me happier than going wow like I can't believe I never knew about this because this now I want to go and and see this for the first time again I want to go and read Hawkeye one for the first time again that has brought so much joy to my life and with this movie it was so much better than I expected mm-hmm. uh, and uh, anyway I can really recommend it to <laughs> to people who. You know, our our real bastard. Surely, I'm gonna. I sure, I'm sure I'm gonna recommend something that you've seen before because it's based on a graphic novel. But have you seen Old Boy? Nope. Oh my god. Okay. Seriously, write it down. That's the movie you're gonna see, and you're gonna go. I want to watch that again for the first time. It is. It's. It's up there in the. It's a Korean film. It's fantastic. For the record, Pat oh, okay. and I also 
constantly talk about how our mutual favorite movie is Pitch Perfect. Pitch so perfect. I just feel like I yeah, should yeah. let that you movie's know. Delightful. That ground, movie is delightful. Well, and you also need to know that I went last night and I saw the movie Stuck in Love with Greg Kinnear and Jennifer Connelly, which, by the way, Jennifer Connelly is as hot as she was in Career Opportunities. She is just incredible, but uh, not as busty. Something happened when she won the Oscar. When she won the hmm. Oscar, something happened. I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, saw that movie, completely got caught up in it. I mean, there are, there's no reason why I should, just like the movie The Family Stone, there's absolutely no reason why I should like that. It's complete oh, with Pratt God. Falls. Oh, my God. And Jesus, I mean, there's so many things wrong with it, but yet I went with it. I just went, do you, you, you hated it? Oh, I hate that movie yeah. more than anything. No, I, I should. I hate movie. Sarah Jessica Parker. I hate, uh, for, you know, Diane Keaton passed, um, I, you know, X movie. I hate her. She's so just over the top and there, I just, I should hate that movie, but you know, it's got all of the horrible cliches that, you know, it's like holiday, big house, Craig T. Nelson, which I think is like, I fucking love Craig T. Crack, Nelson. Yeah. He's crack cocaine for movies, man. I mean, you, <laughs> you put him in there and you're like, holy shit. I love this movie. I don't even care what it's about. Family Stone? The Family Stone. Don't. Oh, d- don't. <laughs> don't. don't. So, it's I, so gonna, embarrassing that we're I'm still talking about it. You, <laughs> so just, if you see it, just don't even connect my name with it because you're probably going to hate it and you're going to go, I have no trust in what he says okay. ever. But, but, but old boy. Old, old boy. boy. Yeah. yeah right. I stick by that. Mm. But what's weird is Battle Royale is on Netflix is where I'm I know. watching it. I know. Hmm. I'm going to go watch the shit out of that. Yeah, me too. It's good. You you haven't seen it? No, oh, shit. I haven't. Oh, Dude, shit. you know that I don't, I, I mean, as much as I want to, I don't everything. We, ju- we just watched Bridesmaids last weekend. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a damn good movie. But I did we not, just now I was unprepared for how much I would convulse with laughter. Oh, yeah. I, I laugh movie. every time I watch it. Yeah. I think Melissa McCarthy is a national. Oh, she is. She is. And 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 I will say that my parents watched The Heat this over like Fourth of July, and they said it was awesome. And I and I do trust my dad's taste. It's good. So I mean, I the thing that I hate is there. I feel like Hollywood's kind of treating Melissa McCarthy a little bit like they. She's kind of two dimensional. Yeah. Well, where they're just they're like, this is what you're good (laughs) at, and we're gonna push it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like they push it. There are very funny. Well, it's just. Yeah, I just get upset that the last two movie previews I've seen with her in them, it's like she's in a car being really obnoxious. And so, like, that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of Chris Tuckery world, you know? (laughs) Chris Tuckery world, that's good. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, they they said that was good. Yeah, I mean, Bridesmaid was, was was good. But, yeah, I mean, we just we're just so behind on movies because my my wife's not a movie person. My wife is not a movie person. I mean, you got babies. Yeah, but I mean, they go to bed. I know, but. Yeah, my wife's uh, my lady's a, a TV person. Yeah, and so sometimes we can find a TV show, you know, that we both like to um, to watch. She watches that Walking Dead, which is too grisly for oh, me. Really, yeah. you you don't you don't like that, huh? I don't dislike it, yeah. but uh, I've said this in other places before. But you know, I, I was with it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, when this first season started, I. I I had to leave the room after 25 minutes. Really? I'm scared to watch it. Yeah, that's it's really really gross. That's that's like one that's gross, one of my uh, Or is it like, oh my god, that image is seared in my mind and I'm It's gratuitously violent. 
That's one of my daddy I mean, time movies. I don't know. There's just so much like uh, like tire irons and eyes. There, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Sort of, it, yeah. It, it, it's that. It's. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's probably too much. For it's me. it's not scary like a scary movie. It's creepy in that you have these characters. I, I mean, have you watched it all the way through? Have you seen all the? See, oh, you no, haven't watched I've, it. I've read the first issue of the trade paper back, and I've watched bits of the TV yeah. mm-hmm. show. So, like, the mayor is just a total creep, and he the gets governor. under your skin. The governor, sorry. The governor. The governor. You know what's good is that Dawn of the Dead movie by What's-His-Head oh, yeah, by the Zach, uh, Watchmen guy. Yeah, Zach. That was good. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Now, I, you know, and I like the Watchmen movie. I'm like one of three people that really like the I Watchmen movie. I loved it. See, I, I, I didn't. I understand. See, what? it's the conventional wisdom, but I, I, I thought... Yeah. I think I think Jack Earl Haley uh, should get some kind of special. Okay, award. now I, I will tell you that. Yes, yes. I this Rorschach agree. man. I agree. Wow, There's I can't been... imagine anybody doing that better yeah, than him. I agree. And you know, I casting in comic movies is a sore spot for me because there are some that are so perfect. You know, Watchmen's a tough one because it's so beloved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those ones that it's you know, it would be like trying to make a movie about the Bible that like everybody would enjoy and find credible. Well, that's a book that a lot of people, you know, have strong feelings about. No, you, yeah. <laughs> but Watchmen, I mean, it's so beloved. It's so canonical. And the way the story's told is so impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to put in the pirate stuff? Like, how are you going to put in the uh, articles? Like, all this stuff that made that part of what made that such a wonderful, unconventional book. You yeah. Know, the grid design and all of that. But for an adaptation, I thought it was really yeah. quite good. Well, you know, and, and and when I say I didn't care for it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't because of... of the adaptation or anything like that. It's just, I don't, I don't know, but, but you are, you are right. Rorschach. Yeah, that was fantastic. I, and the credits, am I right? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, yes. Zach, the credits were the credits so cool. Fantastic. But yeah, I would, I just, I, I was killing time. I was, I was doing a speaking gig in San Angelo, Texas. And so I was like, well, hell, I might as well go to the movies. And so that's what I went and saw. And I was, just I, was like, oh. I, I was so incredibly depressed from it because it was, I was too. I mean, that more, was the other more thing. So more so than, than the novel was, it was just like, Jesus, we're such fuck ups. We're not even worth yeah. saving. We yeah. have to start from ground zero. And I just like, I left that. I was like, Oh my God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I write about it on my movie blog and everybody, it was so, it's so funny. Just the, the culture of that. So everybody's looking for a movie review, a formal movie review. And you brought up, you know, Roger Ebert. And it's like, I never intended, I was never trying to get a gig as a legitimate movie reviewer. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I hate writing full movie reviews because to me, it's so ludicrous to, you know, recap what the movie's about in part in, in, in your reactions to it. So mine was always kind of emotionally based and I focused in on like one thing of it. And that was, that was what I talked about. And, and I just said, you know, God, it's just like, we're, we're so fucked up. It's like mm-hmm. not even, you know, the yeah. superheroes are saying hmm. you're not worth saving. I was just like, Oh God. Well, people and like, you know, a lot of people, um, not a lot of people, it's not, I don't mean a straw man here, but some people feel like it hasn't aged well. Uh, just because of the how important the threat of nuclear annihilation is. Uh, but boy, maybe it's just because of my age. I felt that. I talked to John Roderick and I've talked about this on mm-hmm. our program. Like that was so real to me. Like the, the idea, I read this really long paperback book. Some study group at Harvard put out about what, what was going to happen <laughs> and, and a nuclear, uh, and even the most modest nuclear uh, in, attack. And <laughs> just a modest just a one. Modest, just really a, polite. That's part of the problem attack. is there's, I mean, like, but basically what you could expect, if you were in the place in America furthest away from a strategic target, like you're going to have serious skin problems mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Like it was, it was bad. But anyway, I, I think it's great and I think it still resonates and I don't know. 
Man, that Silk Spectre too. Nothing wrong with that. You so, know, so so okay, so maybe I do need to go and and no, give this no, a second. Don't be persuaded. No, 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 no. no. So listen silly. to me. Listen, I, because here's here's my thing. Stand because, your ground, damn no, it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying pussy. that I would end up liking it. I'm just saying that given the is it a surprise? Is it a surprise? <laughs> given given the circumstances that I was, you know, surprise. that I was in a town that I had no idea of anything about. I was, you know, just kind of hanging out by myself, had nothing to do before a speaking gig the next day. And I went and, and so the same thing. It's like I, you know, came out so depressed and all I had to do was just go back home to this shitty hotel room before I got up and, you know, so I think right. mindset had what a, a horrible to, lonely yeah, feeling. Yeah, is. you know, yeah. I don't miss that from my speech. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's the hate that's that the thing. It's like you, you're you're it's, you have that horrible lonely feeling anyway, and then you put oh, that movie on top of it. It's a forty dollar hotel stick and a Drew Barrymore film. Yay! I used to love hotels when I was a kid, and now they just there's so many things about hotels that I just don't even like thinking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I won't get into it. I'm not going to get into man's assumption, yeah, I, I, uh, except to say, <laughs> although everyone does need to know about man's assumption. Um, but just hotel rooms now just represent this like, oh, I'm, f-, you know, and, and when I would do speaking gigs or, you know, really almost anything you do, people do their best to put you up in a nice place, right? Yeah. You know, within the budget. But still, you're in like a city center where there's not that much going mm-hmm. on. It's the same subways and the same Starbucks. I sound like a Jackson Brown song now. <laughs> but like, but, you know, it, it is, it becomes very dispiriting. I can see why people get depressed. Yeah. on the yeah. road you know yeah. and it's it's just it's so costly to have such a lack of interesting experiences in a hotel yeah yeah no but you know uh yeah man's assumption is a canon in our household right it, it just I mean, i've i'm really trying to get my daughter to understand how important she what i'm, I'm okay well okay so. man's assumption man's assumption in a nut is this is especially in a hotel room. Well, especially in a hotel room, assume that every single thing in the room has been in someone's ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. I play that game at the office. <laughs> <laughs> assume, assume that a very lonely German salesman has been there, and 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 just think if you're lonely and creative and German, a lot of stuff can yeah. go in there. TV remote, not a problem. So just think about that. And next yep. time, next yep. time you're sitting on the toilet and there's a phone next to there, ask yourself. Do you want? Who, who, thought, this, who thought this was a good yeah. idea? How many? Yeah. There's nobody that's ever used in. this phone that wasn't pooping. Yeah, that's right. Somebody oh, used God. this to wipe their yeah. ass. Yeah. So so yeah. No, that that is <laughs> that is definitely canon. And that two 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 pieces of Merlin Man advice that are canon in our house: Merlin Man's assumption and the grocery store rule. Keep moving. Get oh. out of the way. Oh God, that's my life. I mean, I'll tell you. I I just oh. all all I have to say, Merlin, is grocery store. And, and I try to grow. Knows. I'm trying to and, grow as a person, Jeremy. Yeah. But God damn it, just could you just move a little bit? If you're gonna stop, do it somewhere that's not in the middle. Yeah. Or of everything. yeah, or at the end of an escalator, or in front of yeah. an elevator, or there's there. This is not nom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is bowling. There are rules. Move. You know, if you're if you live in San Francisco, you know, if you're on an escalator, you move as far to the right as possible, like a gentleman, and you let people get by you. Mm-hmm. Because there's always somebody who wants to move faster than you. Get out of the way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it, and that's all I have to say to my son. You know, I say this to Nathan. You know, we'll John Roderick could help so story. many people if they would just let themselves be I know. I know. Okay. Can I, can I bring something up? Yeah, because you haven't really said five well, words yeah, because, because of your throat pain. Because of the nut, the nut yeah, problem. Yeah, my throat nut, but also. <laughs> another, another that's the title. title. Throat nuts. But also because, I don't know, you guys keep talking about things. <laughs> I can't Mr. Really... Corndog in the throat nuts. 
I can't really contribute to. So, and you know, like maybe I'm not smart <laughs> enough or not relevant and, enough. or penisy enough. I don't know. But we just like, we, I think, we went movies. I, the- I know, but I had this really interesting debate earlier today where okay. with like five people talking about which superhero you would be in the case of a national crisis. Like some really bad shit just happened. Uh-huh. And you have to pick one superhero's powers to have. Interesting. And you got to like save shit. What did you you say? get to just pick anybody? There's no rules. Well, this, this is where it gets really hard, right? It's well, like, and what's the national disaster? <laughs> there's got to be rules. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's like, you know, bad Nuclear weather war. and like, yeah. Like bombs and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Weather, bombs and <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. I just think there should be some kind of a rule. Well, yeah. Maybe get one power. But I could just be like, I could be Doctor Strange or Scarlet Witch or the Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. And I could just, you know, change Dark everything. Right. You know. Fuck everything up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah. okay, okay. She's here's always the messing rule. stuff up. There, there has to be a movie about them. Oh, okay. Oh, now there, okay. there you go. Now you're putting a constraint on it. Okay. 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 Because here's the thing. Like, Batman... Super cool. But what's but his Jesus, power? Yeah, you wouldn't uh, no. you know. No. I don't know. No. Like, is it being rich? Yes, yeah, Batman's superpower is being rich. <laughs> I don't get it. Seriously, there, is, there would be no poor Batman. Absolutely <laughs> not. He'd be like, I've got a fork. Come close. I'm going to swipe at you. I can't throw you. this batarang. Yeah. It's my last I'm going one. To swipe at you. <laughs> yeah, can I could have you, that batarang back? Could please? you lean into this? Do you this know what it costs to gas up a Batmobile? Especially the one with the big tires. Yeah. And yeah. like <laughs> Superman is like so lame for God so many it. ways. See, that's you know? the thing is. It, it, I think this is a different show. That's a very, very yeah, big Yeah, everybody's well, like. Okay, so like... I thought that you guys would I'll be go, able I'll go, I'll go. To... I'll happily go. I'm just telling you, you're gonna, we're going to be here for yeah. another hour. Because oh, it's a really on, good time. Hey, we, we have no problem with that. I was just, I was just being caught in the I have no I'm just telling you, this is a very long conversation. Okay, so so sort of, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. See, I I I I come back on to to, to that one. Uh, that's a good. Yeah, one. we can we can topic. circle. Okay, let's 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 put a pin. Let's, in yeah, it. that's we what got, I was gonna say. Let's put a pin in that. We we'll circle back. We got a sequel here. We'll circle that's back, good. and Merlin will come back on, and and yes, I will do some comic and superhero some research, research yeah. and studying. And yeah. Nice. So so are you interested? Are are you uh, are you interested yeah. in in comics? Dude, as a, as a, as a thing? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't really give a shit about <laughs> anything really in life. Are you looking for like comic? that don't suck yeah always i one time read this book and it was a fun house and um it was weird and twisted and totally changed my entire perception of what a comic is Hmm. well let me me just come straight out of left field with one nobody else is ever going to recommend to you so get ready you've probably never heard of this i'm going to recommend a comic called saga well you sold me on your description earlier i was like well shit i gotta Look this well, up. I, I would, yeah, you know what? Pick up the trade, uh, the uh, the trade paperback, or you know, um, actually, you know what? Um, off off air, give me your uh, well, somebody who's comfortable doing so, give me your email address, and I'll buy a copy right now. Ooh. Ooh. Do, now, do you have a comicsology? Do you have a comicsology account? What? Yeah. No. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, Quinn does. So, um, <laughs> so a cosmopolitan uh, account. <laughs> Well, I'll talk about anything you want. I should get it's spaghetti night. Yep. So I should okay. Go. Well, yeah, spaghetti. we're 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 Fucking trying to spaghetti yeah. night. God damn it, we've been damn holding it. spaghetti. Why didn't you say that like an hour ago? Yeah. We would have wrapped so um, early. Um, I'm, I'm texting my wife. You know, honey, uh, and you and my five year old daughter are making homemade pasta, but I got to tell people what superhero. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just Josh, and I can stay. Don't, you know, I don't well, care. I was, I was, they'll I was, be I, fine. Well, I'm going to say so. No, so we time. can. You you want to? Let's let's say. 
come back let's and come back. Okay, let's, let's, yeah, okay. We'll we'll talk about that uh, later, Merlin. Okay, so uh, if you if you I'm not not much of a rush. Relax. No, no. no I, well, I'm no. in a rush. I'm yeah. cooking pulled pork. She's, yeah. she's looking at a joke on something. Quinn, Quinn's, yeah. Quinn's I got always a nut the one. In my throat. <laughs> Choking on pulled pork. Yeah. Who knows how long I have. I just I always know when I look down and I see like the ninety minute mark. I always know that it's yep. time to because that means we have. You know, Merlin's just getting warm. Well, it, I mean, well, <laughs> you obviously have not I listened to this I go long. show. Oh. I go, I go long. Ugh, gotta quit that. I remember when I first put out the the Merlin show video show. A lot of my my good friends gave me really good advice that that now seems ridiculous in retrospect. They're like, I "Why would you make you can't make a video that's fifteen minutes long? Like nobody's gonna watch a video that's fifteen minutes mm-hmm. long." And I was like. You know, I don't want to reach anybody who won't watch a video for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, I can understand why you wouldn't. There's, like, lots of uh, very, very small and non-chokeable chocolates out there that you can enjoy. But, you know, I like making the long chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Said Mr. Corndog. Yes. Boy, what title? How do you pick a title? My God, there's so many here. I I really like long chocolate now. Long chocolates (laughs) is is a good hit. Long chocolate throat nut. (laughs) Oh! Yeah! (laughs) That's two. Yeah.